fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it's May. And it's Yay. YA Fantasy Month. Um, we kicked things off last week, and this week we're continuing our coverage of young adult fantasy um, for the entire month of May, because there's just something about it that never goes away for anybody, which is what we're talking about today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean- I don't know. I'm like trying to think like why did we go for fantasy in May and then I was thinking about A Midsummer Night's Dream because wasn't that like one of the first like fantasy play things? I think so. But that Midsummer is like what? Like June? I think it's June or July yeah. but it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's when you get was basically I think I guess it's like when you get into the summer solstice. Yeah. Probably. Um, But there's something, I don't know, there is something about like, I guess, spring Mm. and like early summer anyway, in general, where like, there's something about it where like a fantasy, maybe it's like to do with like the new beginnings and things growing and whatever, like the nature aspect of it, like makes me think of fantasy as a genre. Yeah. But there's something there's something about it. Mm. Um, and I, like, you know, and of course, like, you know, it's spring, new possibilities, new romance, things like that. So oh, then you get so into the, to the YA kind of yeah. aspect of it. I don't know. It works really well in the spring. It works really well in the fall. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if anybody's at a school fall. Give me that. Yeah. Like, I think if you think like Harry Potter and stuff, like I always fall. read Harry Potter in the fall because it's like they're always going back to school at the beginning yeah. and like, yeah. Your Harry Potter, your Twilight, like all those yeah. kinds of things to me like scream fall. There's something know, about Twilight them. Twilight to me is like a, like a January or like really? a. And I don't know if it's because she goes to Forks in like January or like March or something. Maybe. So I don't it's know. Like it's a January it's March dreary. Read. So it's hard yeah. to say what time of year yeah. it is, but that's possible. That yeah. could have something to do with it too. Um, okay. So we're going to get into talking about all of this stuff to do with young adult fantasy specifically and why I guess some of the reasons that we think that its popularity just continues to like grow year after year after year and why it's still such a big thing. Mm. And it really doesn't show any kind of signs of slowing down anytime soon. It's I feel true. like anytime you go to the bookstore now, you're like, oh, there's more of them. There's more of them. I'm never going to get through all of them. So, oh no. And like it, it's expanded so much. So, but before we get into it, Megan, what's on your nightstand? Um, so I recently, speaking of like, I guess like YA fantasy kind of, I took like a little, a little break in between like novels per se. And I read a graphic novel for fun, um, called Mooncakes. <laughs> It was really cute by an author named Suzanne Walker. Um, It's just really cute. Like, it's, again, one of those, like, very cozy sort of really cute reads. It's, like, um, a young witch who owns a – who, like, helps run, like, a bookstore with a bunch of magical books in it with her two grandmothers. Mm. They run it together, and then her – a former friend of hers slash, like, kind of love interest comes back to town. They're a werewolf. Mm. Um, And the two of them, like, they, like, fall in love, but then they have to also – like, the werewolf has been – tracking um like weird like magical activity and stuff like that and anyway so they have to and they figure out that it's like someone in the town's been doing something so they have to um work together you know through sort of like their own insecurities and stuff like that to like to fight this person basically into end everything but it's cute because they have like their little love story that's happening in Mm. like a very normal like teenage kind of way um well teenage I should actually you know what I shouldn't even say teenage I think they're in their early 20s Oh, right. Yeah, because, like, the lead, her best friend, has kids. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
so I shouldn't really say it like that, but it does read kind of YA style, mm-hmm. probably because it's a graphic novel as well, but like the illustrations are really fun. It's very almost anime kind mm-hmm. of, but like a little bit old school looking, but it was, it's just cute. Yeah. The characters were fun. Yeah. Um, I look like I, you know, I like witches and werewolves and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, yay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cute. <laughs> it was fun. What about you? Um, well, I've got just a little bit of, um, a quart of silver flames left. Um, as I mentioned, one of our last episodes. So once I'm done that, I'm like faced with the decision. Do I go into Crescent City also by Sarah Moss? Those books look so big. They're so big. I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. Like I just came out of like so many books. Yeah. Sometimes. So fat. Sometimes I feel like with like high fantasy style reading you, if you get through a series, for instance, if you've got like two, three, four, however many there are, I usually need a break after I do yeah, that. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking, like, because it, it is taking me longer to read this one. Makes it's sense. A bit You're slower. probably getting a bit tired. Like, I'm getting <laughs> a bit tired, and so what I think I might pick up instead as, like, a breather is uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That, I've only heard good things about this book. I yeah. haven't read it, but yeah. I've only heard good things. Yeah, someone at work, I mentioned it to uh, someone at work, and she was like, it is one of my top five favorite books ever. So she's okay. like, she's like, you have to read it. So right. I'm like, all right, like let's go. And I think they're making like a show or a I, movie. I, yeah, I was gonna like say, that. I think Netflix is making something, something. Someone's doing something, a movie or a TV show, or mm-hmm. someone's doing something with it. I definitely very, very quickly saw like a headline yeah. or something come across my screen at mm-hmm. some point. Um, yeah, that's totally possible. Yeah. I might have seen it at work or something, whatever. I work with people who are, like, constantly writing entertainment news. Right, okay. So I prob- I might have seen it, like, someone put something out there, yeah. and I might have come across it that way, too. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that they are, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Um, yeah. More adaptations are good, guys, because if not, I feel like all we're getting are sequels or requels to things, which, like, can yeah. be fun, but at the same – or, like, a remake of something, yeah. which, like, eventually you're like, okay. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, do we have to go through this again? Like, I can't believe that they're remaking a Harry Potter TV show. Like, I'm just like... And a Twilight and TV Twilight, show, probably. Like, it's like, okay, it's, I get it. I like, it's, it's profitable, so I understand. Yeah, but it's never going to die, and I get like, it. Like, it was done in a certain way, which was not perfect to no, begin with. No, not at all. Um... But it is what it is. Like, yeah, just man. leave it, man. Like, there's so many books out there that they could make oh, adaptations man. It's of just, and spend that, the money on, you I know? Mean, it's crazy because there are so many that have been optioned yeah. as well. Like, it just feels like more and more of them are happening. So I'm like, ignore what has, what has happened yeah. in the past and let's just move forward. So all of the ones that are being you know, published now and have been in the last three, four, five years, whatever, you know, that have gained massive traction, make those yeah. into movies Give me and an shows. TV show. Yeah, that's know, it. Well, they probably... Yeah. TV show. Like, they're going to, for sure. But. It'll get there. But I do understand, obviously, also, like, you know, we throw all these things out into the ether. Um, obviously, anything fantasy is going to have a massive fucking budget oh, because yeah. you have they no have choice. To. You have no choice yeah. due to world building, due to the magics themselves that are used, costume, makeup, like, all of yeah. the things that come along along with that type of show like man I don't even want to talk about Rings of Power oh, that was budget like, what, a million dollars an episode or something it was way more it was than more that. I think the whole show cost like a billion dollars yeah. to make it's ridiculous yeah. um, and they put a lot in there I yeah. mean don't get me wrong it looks fucking beautiful yeah. though like yeah. when you're watching it, you're like wow yeah yeah no, they did a great job. it looks great anyway anyway that's not what we're here to talk about okay, okay. <laughs> so getting into 
YA fantasy specifically, um, I think literally even considering what we were just talking about, um, I'm pretty sure that everyone kind of knows at this point, even if you're not super interested in it as a reader, you probably have read some before or you're aware of some of the big titles that exist. Yeah, definitely. And also I think it's worth mentioning that like YA fantasy, it really like uh, encompasses a lot of different yeah I'm not stories. just like it's I'm not, not talking just like about you know giant world building no, like Lord of the Rings fairies I don't need and it elves. to be I don't it's need like it to just be that it's vampires not, or werewolves, werewolves or you know, and it's like witches witches or, and you can do it in the style and I'm talking like you know in the style of yes high fantasy where it's yeah. like a world that doesn't exist but you can also do like an urban fantasy yeah. where it's like it just you know it's the regular world there happen to be witches in it exactly. for instance or there happen to be werewolves Vampires, in it whatever yeah. it is like there are so many different kind of like angles mm. that you can take because yeah. you know all you basically all you're basically doing is that you're taking any type of different subgenre of fantasy, be it high fantasy, urban fantasy, anything else like, you know, of those, like of that type. And you're just making the characters young adults. Like that's exactly. pretty, and then it's, yeah. ta-da, it's YA fantasy. <laughs> and ta-da, it's actually, for me anyway, like I find it way more, I prefer YA fantasy than like adult fantasy. There's just something about, the coming of age aspect, Mm. I think. I think that's like what it mostly boils down to is that, you know, people finding themselves, um, you know, and coming into their own as human beings. So many of us, no matter what age we're at now, you're either experiencing it in a lot of cases or you have experienced it already. So the relatability is there for people. And even if you are past that point, like we fucking are, even if you are past that point in your life, or even if you are a little bit older and you feel like you're still experiencing things like that, you can relate so very much to characters who are going through those same things. Absolutely. Like, you know, I think obviously when I first started reading YA fantasy, I was in like, you know, high High school, school, early years of high school. Mm -hmm. And there was just something so comforting about all of these different stories. And even now I find such comfort in them. Yeah. It's, you know, you're kind of weird or like this character is kind of weird. They're kind of an outcast. They don't really fit in. But then there's something that happens where they meet other people and they're accepted. Yes. Or, you know, they go into a new world where they can be a superhero. Yeah. Or they or can they be like, anyone, you know? Or even somebody, like, even if you keep it a little bit more like real world, quote yeah. unquote, somebody discovers that they have a particular ability and yeah. they learn to harness that ability yeah. and how they can use it for usually the right reasons, yeah. I would say, most of the time. You know, like, if I think back to... Like when I was like 14, let's mm. say, and I was probably reading a lot more of these things. Like Harry Potter doesn't count because I find like you start that shit when you're like 10 years old most of the time. Yeah. And like it's so far reaching. Yeah, you that's know? it. So that's like that I find I feel like it, it's still in the same scope, obviously, but I feel like that's for like a slightly younger audience to begin with. Yes, mm-hmm. it grows, but that's why like you grow as you read the books. Mm. Um, but I, like when I was 14, 15, I started reading things like, um, the mediator series from Meg Cabot Mm -hmm. that for me, was like one of the ones that like had gotten me into a lot of the stuff. Cause it was one of the first like full series that I read. So it was like seven or eight books. Um, you know, and it's very real world set, Mm -hmm. but it is real world set with a lead who can communicate and see dead people. And she helps them pass over 
Oh, sounds good. And those are her. Oh, they're really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad that you didn't read them when you were younger. I think you would have liked them. Yeah. And then, you know, she moves into a very old house with her mom and her new stepfather mm. and um, stepbrothers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there's a, the ghost of a person who happened, a guy who happened to be murdered back in like 1850 mm. in her bedroom because wow. that was like the house that he was in when he died. And he's super hot. <laughs> and then a love story yeah. develops throughout the course of several books yeah. and sort of like all the things that she's working through with figuring out what she can do and the people who kind of help her with that Mm -hmm. and her coming into her own with it too. And then, you know, your usual kind of also still trying to be like in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. You know, like this, uh, when you get like a, a main character who's a girl, uh, oftentimes it's like, you know, about her becoming empowered and strong and like finding her voice. And like, I think it's really important for young women to read that kind of story. Um, I know that there's, you know, a big, I think there, there's, um, you know, a lot more movement towards having like diverse voices in YA fantasy now so, so much what's more that one called is it the children of blood and bone or something oh yeah I remember seeing something about that <laughs> hold please hold please <laughs> she's crawling away <laughs> yes the children of blood and bone okay um I think that that's a trilogy and I believe that they're making it into a a, a tv Probably. It's so hard with fantasy to just make a movie. Yeah. Because there's too much world building to do. You don't have enough time to establish anybody. Yeah. There's also the Gilded Ones, too. Oh, Um, yeah. That's also another kind of diverse voice in YA fantasy. But for me, anyway, like, as an adult, either going back to old, like, YA fantasy that I'd read, um, I obviously take a lot of comfort in that. Mm Um, and then even new YA fantasy, like I still get really engrossed in it because I just think that the characters are so endearing a lot of the time. Relatable the majority yeah. of the time, honestly. And it just doesn't really take itself as seriously. No, that's true. Um, the, the, there are many stakes in many cases, but the stakes never feel quite as intense as yeah. they do in sort of like like adult yeah, fantasy like, you know there's a whole war and you're like okay like this yeah is heavy most of you know? most of the time in YA fantasy like 5,000 people aren't going to be murdered right I mean sometimes they are kind like, of uh, I'm sure that there are a lot of examples of that um throne of glass is one of them sure. like it's the end of the fucking world but yeah like, but it's just it just feels listen it just feels different when teenagers are dealing with the end yeah. of the world and with when adults are doing it i'm like oh god it's for real for real there's Absolutely. something about it that um, makes me like a lot more anxious <laughs> and then like you get of course like the tv or movie adaptations and when they do it well yes. it's like going back and revisiting old friends you know like oh god for sure you know it's like uh watching like the vampire diaries or something yes. like there's so much comfort for me in the vampire diaries. yeah that's well those types of shows and stuff do provide just like that's at that level yeah of comfort for people and I'm sure that even like some of the newer ones that you know have come out are coming out will do the same thing for people in like 10 12 years yeah. you know like when they're kind of like coming back to it yeah um that will happen for them as for well sure. you know shadow and bone will probably be like that for people oh, I was gonna mention shadow and bone I think that they because I read uh the shadow and bone and I also read the six of crows yeah um the tv show they did a fantastic job oh, I did they? thought um a lot of people didn't like it but 
that they merged both of them into oh, maybe like that's one TV why. show. Uh, I and find the casting was like top notch. I don't find that you can. Yeah, I find most of the time I'm not overly bothered. Like I am not like a super purist. Like mm. whatever, man. Like if if the character, if like people people don't like the casting because of X Y Z reasons. Yeah. Um, but you know, like or those things, or they've like they update certain things, they change certain things, and there are like times where I'm like that was terrible but mm. most of the time I'm like yeah okay whatever yeah, sure they decided to do it this way instead yep makes no difference to me really so no no so that's it so I think I think a lot of it in why for me anyway for in YA fantasy is the characters like they're quirky yeah. they're unsure of themselves like and then they they come into their own you know they get empowered they become strong mm-hmm. um there's always kind of that like romance twist that gets thrown in there a yeah lot there's of the usually time. A, like a first love aspect yeah, to it and it's also fun to read which again like i think is also nice to read because again there's a relatability of you're like oh god i remember that like i mm. remember those sorts of feelings yeah. when you were younger and when you were experiencing that kind of emotion for like the first time Mm -hmm. basically and you know it does like for a lot of us for instance like you know you and I have been in long-term relationships for a good period of time now there's like you know that little thing where you're like oh I remember like you know like the excitement of like the beginnings of new relationships and things like that you know like because right now you have like now at this point like I have the comfort in my relationship Mm -hmm. that comes with something well-established long-term where somebody like my partner really knows everything about me Mm -hmm. Whereas I find, you know, that's it, there's still, but there's still something fun to be had with like, you know, that's the excitement of like a new beginning and the Mm. excitement of the start of a relationship, how you feel about it and discovering things about each other, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, which you really get um, kind of reading these YA fantasy, you Mm -hmm. you almost, especially when like the love interest is the supernatural figure and not the main character yes like that always kind of comes with that additional layer of like discovering who this person is yeah. or what they are um and it can be quite uh quite fun to read and just like really I I find that with YA fantasy more than anything I get drawn into the story and I just you know that experience when you're reading where you're completely immersed in the story and yeah. you don't know what's going on around you um, that's why YA fantasy is, I would say it's my favorite genre. It is my favorite genre yeah. by far. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to. And I think, I think that we're also, we're past the point too of like, everybody's got to be cool and they yeah. all have to like, like specific things. Like you don't have to be like an apologist about it mm-hmm. or anything. I think that we're sort of, it's nice that we've kind of headed into an era where like you find out that so many people around you have like these similar interests and in things that wouldn't necessarily be considered like age appropriate, quote mm-hmm. unquote, whatever you want to call that. You know, like that you're like, oh, why are you reading books about teenagers? Or like, why do you like this kind of movie? Mm. Why do you like that kind of thing? Whatever. And I find that interests now are so diverse and varied that you don't have to feel bad about them anymore or like you know be quiet about them like people who really like spend a lot of their time reading romance like straight up romance novels I'm talking about not like something that's like a young adult fantasy but like a straight Mm -hmm. up like romance novels and things like that I don't think that people have to like pretend that they don't anymore kind of thing I think that if you enjoy them you're gonna find other people who do as well so it's just not something you have to worry about so nobody now has to be like oh yeah I still read things about like you know like fantasy novels about like that's it like teenagers and stuff like that no one no one fucking cares because like 25 other people near you are gonna be like oh yeah me too yeah and that's pretty much all I watch on TV as well. My husband's <laughs> <is> so fed up. <laughs> he's just like, oh my God, all of these are the same, Shereen. Although, to be fair, he's pretty good about them. His only criteria is that I'm never allowed to rewatch Pretty Little Liars, which that's fair. That was pretty yeah, terrible. Yeah, that one 
Man, that I stopped watching that show at some point because it just was going in a direction that I was like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna like this. Not that it's fantasy. It's just no, it's crap. not crap. But not. Um, <laughs> but I did I did go through the whole thing. I am a completionist. Yeah, so. and I do. But I do find <laughs> that I do find that we're. I don't know. I wish that that's it. All of these great, you know, books that are being written with like these exciting new worlds and new characters and different mm. characters and stuff. I wish that those were the ones that were being focused on more. Mm. We're still not quite past that point of fucking remaking everything that we can possibly yeah. remake. You know, like look, like because we're getting they know that it makes money. And yeah, because we're getting updates of Twilight. We're getting updates of Harry Potter. We're getting we got updates of Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars. They both got yeah, new I TV shows. I don't shows. know what that was about. I haven't even watched. Them. No, like, but like, I no, think I they've all been canceled as well. I'm well, not sure. Yeah, like, but... Why remake something that was made like not even 20 years ago? Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? <laughs> and like, and it's, you know, when you do stuff like that, I find like, you know, yeah, fine. The original properties weren't incredible all the time and they weren't perfect, but like, I don't need, I think especially like if a TV show is difficult or like a series of films is really difficult to do something like that with because even if you don't love all of the casting, even mm. if you don't love all of the people, you get attached to seeing them as that character. Yeah. And so then you're taking something five years later yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm going to remake it. And you're like, but I, I expect yeah. this person to be that character and now they're not going to be. And I don't yes. know how to feel about this. It's so true. <laughs> it's like, weird. You know, someone other than Emma Watson playing Hermione Granger. I don't like, really want it. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I don't need it in my life. Mm-mm. You know, like anybody other than Robert Pattinson playing Edward Cullen. Not that he was the perfect casting option. None of them are. Like, but yeah, it no, doesn't that's matter. It. He is Edward Cullen he, it's now. It's too late. Like, it's done. Yeah. It happened for like, what, five fucking movies? Like, I, I don't, I'm not going to see it again. Like, I don't no. need to see anybody else doing it. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I had, you know, my opinion of it was already shattered when all the weird casting choices happened and you're like, oh, that's not what I pictured at all. Exactly. But it happened and then I got used to it. Yeah, and so. then kind of had to live with it, you know? So it's, I don't know why we're rehashing it. But yeah, there's so much opportunity and to your point like they keep buying the rights to these things yeah. and just not doing oh my anything God. with it like Akatar. Um, like four years later you're like what are we getting like, this just make the fucking show please yeah like, like you're I'm looking for all for these like times and like to make them i'm like now is the time now is the time just do it like people are ready well you know i think i read briefly somewhere that like in like 2021 like within the year i think something like young adult fantasy sales were up like I don't know 68% or something yeah, like they're just wanted to growing the pandemic no I which like fair <laughs> talk about like the ultimate escapism oh, it's yeah. just like teenagers at like a magical school or some shit totally. like yes please get me out of here yeah yeah um I think all of that to say is that like you know we like it it's mm-hmm. fun we've been reading it we're gonna keep reading it mm-hmm. and then we're going to you know watch these remakes and probably get really irritated with them but we're gonna do it anyway we're and maybe that's it. where the studios are smart and they fucking know it as well that we're gonna be like fine I'll watch it well, and I'll, I'll get mad about it obviously they're also they've got their sights on a whole new generation of teenagers as well you I guess know? that's true but I just feel like you know I'm sure that the teenagers now aren't all interested in seeing the exact same thing that we saw 15 years ago when they could just fucking watch it if they wanted it if they wanted to as well outdated people no 
<laughs> but anyway, how do you guys feel about YA fantasy? I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, how do you think I feel about it? I fucking love it. Anyway, <laughs> you can let us know though um, over on Instagram at fullybookedca. You can also check out our Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. And if you're still here with us, which I hope you are for the super fun month of coverage that we're doing, uh, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the show out in front of more people. But until next week, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.